As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only three-episode Magoots. What's up, dude? Been a long week, to say the least. You've got a lot of other things going on. I've got my normal type of week, but... Yeah, there's a lot of things happening in the podcast world for the boys. It's been a solid week. I just, this seems to happen to me all the time. When I have a busy week, it's busy in every aspect of my life. Right. So right. I have like 15 things to do. The past. Would you rather cram it into one week and then have a no. couple of weeks? Like, no, you know? no, I'd okay. rather space it out. It really, it's tough. It's like a mental fortitude game where I have to like, I texted you earlier. The way that I get through weeks like this, because I have a dinner for 40 people tomorrow. Muscle milk and coffee at Wawa? Muscle milk and coffee at Wawa just makes me happy. So I went and got one at 7.30 p.m. because I'm going to be up all night prepping. And look, this dinner for 40 is for my mom's 60th birthday. So Isn't that a surprise party? Yeah. But by, she's... No, actually, she knows about it. Okay, I was going to yeah, say, she knows about the she party. listens to us no, in the morning. she doesn't know it. about... What you're referencing. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah okay. But she knows about the party. And obviously, I'm stoked to cook for her and all of her friends and my family. Like, I'm really excited about it. But of course, that happens when I have like just the longest week ever. And we've had to record three episodes this week because we had Sutton on, which again is great. I'm glad we had Sutton on. And the Southern Charm episode was great. And this episode's going to be great. And I tried to convince myself today we have all of these awesome things happening. Like, it's all good shit. And the dinner is a good thing. It's all good. So I'm trying to get in that headspace of like, no, be excited for this stuff. I'm just tired. It happens. I'm just tired, man. I get it. <laughs> I understand. And it's, sometimes it just be like that, you know? Some that do be like that sometimes. Well, look, I, I, I'm hoping that I can cheer you up a little bit. All right, lay it on me. I hinted at it yesterday. Oh, yeah. We got, uh, yeah. We got a little background on Eagle Woman. I'm so excited. For this, and I also have it's even funnier because this will tie into my Rose and Thorn Laters. But carry Eagle on, Woman? yeah, and go, Blue Raven, Eagle Woman, and Blue Raven. Okay. So go ahead. So, first off, a little bit of background on Eagle Woman. Her name is Sarah, okay, S A R A. Uh, of course, no H, S A R A. Of course, no H, yeah, there's something about if you have an H in your name and your name is Sarah, there's something paganistic about that, apparently. Wait, that's why she doesn't have an H. Oh, I don't, I have no idea, but that would make oh, it would make a ton of sense to me, actually. But she I thought that was part of the backstory. I was like, oh, no, God, no, that would be incredible. But the entire website is written in the third person or Blue Ravens writing it, but still really funny because there's no way that this is more than just like a one woman show. Oh, no shot. It has to be just her. So she's just writing in the third person the whole time. Love that. Really pictured that one. Really got me going. She's known as the doctor of the soul, not just the doctor of the soul, the urban shaman. I like that actually. That's kind of cool, actually. I like that's a better superhero shaman. name than Eagle urban Woman. Shaman is way better than Eagle Woman. Way better than Eagle she Woman. She should be Urban Shaman and what what would her associate be? Sorry, continue. We'll do this later. Because <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> now I'm thinking about that. That that's really gonna get me going. But there were a couple of things that stood out to me. One, she does uh she does couples therapy, which I think is fucking hilarious. Because I just picture her doing couples therapy and 
nothing she's saying is making any sense and she's not focusing on any of the actual issues that are being presented to her. She's just saying that they need to get in touch with their spirits more and then their spirits can intertwine and then you'll be okay. If we get a call My husband cheated on me. It's like, well, you know, is your husband in touch with the spirit? Why don't you go talk to Grandpa Rock? (laughs) Yeah. And no, you know what I would love if we get a call back to Eagle Woman and Blue Raven via PK and Dorit doing couples therapy or Mo and Kyle doing couples therapy? That would be the perfect cherry on top to this season. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, She's doing a lecture at UCLA, and I found this very interesting because at first I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. UCLA, obviously, California in general, little hippy-dippy over there, so they're going to have these types of things there. makes a lot of sense. The lecture is for the latest research and scientific developments in psychedelic medicine, sleep medicine, digital technology, and the gut-brain microbiome. That's the least surprising. Where the fuck ever. does she fit in there? Wait a minute. That's research in medicine. No. What is she doing? She's no, sipping no. herbal tea. That's not what that is. I think it is. No, it's not. So what that is, let me tell you, okay? You, are you in touch with your hippy-dippy self? No, but I am in the fitness world, and I'm also in the nutrition world. So let me let me lay this out for you a little what bit. What is gut-brain microbiome? So a lot of people believe that your gut directly affects your mental health, what you're eating, autoimmune diseases, a lot of things. And this is true in a lot of ways. sure it does, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things, like if you have inflammation in your gut, if you're eating things that don't agree with your body, and then you're seeing a lot of people get these gut health tests to find out what they're allergic to and what inflames their organs. Because when you inflame your organs, they say it has a direct effect. Sorry, you inflame your gut, it has a direct effect on your brain and your brain's biology and chemistry, okay? So why this ties into Eagle Woman, because it's a very much a holistic approach in regards to... We're only going to change diets. We're not trying to involve chemicals. No, what do you call them? Like human growth hormone, not mm-hmm. HGH, sorry, GMOs. None of that stuff. It's all eating pure foods, quality foods that agree with your system. So that makes a lot of sense. The other part was what? I don't remember. The I, 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 I moved on. Whatever. My point is. It, <laughs> you it's, got into it. I moved on. It's right in line with what she does. It's not so much. I think okay. you, when you I, read I, it, I, I saw medicine. medicine. I saw medicine and research. No, and I was no, like, no, those no. two things do not make sense. No, they so do not correlate with Eagle Woman. Yeah, it's definitely much more of okay. a Fair enough. holistic approach. All right. Well, then this one's really going to get you going. I, of course, dug into the reviews. You said get me going four times in the past. Like, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going right now. One of us is going. I'm going hard right now. Whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. Hey, now. YouTube. Hey. Don't be looking. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> this turned into you having a boner. Yeah. Okay, much. cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so I, I went in with the sole purpose of trying to find Dorit's review, thinking that maybe she didn't. And you know what? Maybe she used a pseudonym. Or maybe she just used like initial or something. I don't really know. Couldn't find anything that was definitely Dorit. I did find one that was hilarious. Let's read it. I love a good review. Wow. <laughs> My 11-year-old son has shifted already and was blown away by his session with Eagle Woman. He says, she is going to be my healer in life. That reminds me immediately. First off, that didn't fucking happen. That didn't happen. There's no chance in hell Immediately, that I think of the Twitter I think Ruth Conda. Are... Ruth Conda yes. forever. There Wait, you go. Yeah, exactly. For those, those people who don't understand what that is, it was in, I think, like a couple months, Chadwick Boseman had passed away and then Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Yes. Somebody tweeted out that their six-year-old son walked in or daughter walked in. It was like a three-year-old. It was maybe it was I'm, maybe outrageous. I'm giving too it much was credit to this. Outrageous. Walked into the room, found out the news, and then did the Wakanda Forever sign, but said Ruth Conda Forever. Yes. Incredible shit that didn't happen. It didn't Just happen. Hall of Fame of things that didn't happen. I'm gonna add this up there because there is no chance in hell this happened. And my last little bit, she sells seashells by the seashore. Yes, she does. 
which would probably be a little more <laughs> lucrative, actually. She sells Manifest and Alchemy oil sets for $160 a pop. $160? 160 And it is two little, I would say it's probably about 2.4 ounces, like a, a tester for like cologne. You know what Alchemy thing? is? Yeah. Like actually. Yeah. It's like turning. It's, it's not this. Chemicals. Yeah, I know. It's using chemicals Turning to any any sort of matter metals. into gold. Yeah. yeah. That is what that is. That is certainly what I'm pointing at right now is, is Eagle Woman's oils. That is not what that is. This, all of it tracks. You know what? Good for her. It, it if, all she's, if she's making me. money off of people being <clears throat> stupid. Just, you know, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's going on. And I, I felt like that was way more appropriate than any sort of current events. Anything else that was going on. We now have an idea of Eagle Woman and the people that pay for her services. None of that surprised me. I'm so glad you gave. I did need that. Yeah. You, in your words, you got me going. So nice job. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> cool. Not like that. Voters no. all around. No, not like you. That's it. Yeah. Nope. And I'm back down. Uh, anyway, this is the perfect transition into Rose and Thorn for me. So I'm going to start us off and let me go with like a certified Thorn first. Sure. Because the Eagle Woman one has now turned into a rose because of the tie-in that you just gave me. But for my thorn, and it comes from YouTube, and it's at 1211. They spelled out 12, and then they put the number 11, at 1211. Are we naming thorn people now? Just because it's a weird name. Okay. I just get stuck on certain things. And also, I forgot to not read it. But <laughs> So as your Jessel bias is showing, it was clear she wasn't communicating effectively with the woman and thus came across inconsistent. She opened up in confessionals, but didn't whilst in a group. Does it warrant the poor reactions from Cy and Aaron? No. But does it give Jessel a pass? Absolutely not. Aaron and Cy's opinions weren't unusual based on the information they had. Where they faltered was their delivery of that opinion and a complete cultural ignorance and misunderstanding. But if Jessel had explained that aspect herself, blah, 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 blah. What aspect? I don't know. My whole thing is, no, you're wrong. No, we're not Jessel biased either. Listen to the first half of the season. We didn't like Jessel. We simply came to her side at the end. And we even said she's clumsy with her words. She doesn't go about it the right way. But she's in the right here because Aaron and Cy are digging way too far into her relationship, trying to tear down her marriage and question why Pavitt's going to Vietnam, implying that he's cheating on his wife. Correct. Amongst other things. So, no, our Jessel bias is not showing. She is correct in this scenario. She is also clumsy in how she gets things across. That's the other thing. You can go back and listen to the first couple episodes that we reviewed. We didn't like Jessel. Bottom of the we, power rankings. For all of the reasons that we just listed. She was clumsy with her words. She was rude. She was a little arrogant, but we didn't really understand her. We gave pretty much everybody in this cast a pass for a little while until they found their footing. Some people did not find their footing. Aaron and Cy. Some people found their footing. Just pretty much Jessel. Yep. She was the only one who found her footing. She sat right next to Andy. This season wouldn't been really any good if it wasn't for Jessel. It would not have been. Jessel sparked pretty much every storyline, whether she liked it or not. And she deserves what she gets. And this is what we're giving her. We're giving her flowers now. We're giving her flowers. She's on the cover of Rolling Stone. She was on Saturday Night Live. That speaks for itself. There's no Jessel bias. Jessel won the season. Yep. Jessel's the champ. Here's a crown, queen. Now, for my rose, thanks to you, you flipped this into a rose. And this is from T. Tom Mossum. Tomossum. T O M M. Tom Awesome. O S M. Tom, Tom's a possum. Tom. I have to say that you guys were mad disrespectful talking about Eagle Woman and Blue Raven. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of their names was not cool. You did the same in the last episode. You should know better. By the way, love the episode. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Possum. So here you go, Tom Possums. 
This is three in a row we're making fun of them. But my it's not favorite like we're part, making fun of their given names. You they know chose what, those names. You know what my response was what? in the comments? I said, hopefully the other Avengers don't come for us. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot better with your comments. I'm getting better. I'm I taking like it. it less seriously, but that's mine. All right. I like that. Uh, should I start off with a rose or a thorn? What, yeah. How are you feeling? Me? Yeah. Hey, hey, what do you want me to go? I'm all over the map. Don't bla- like, don't blace it on oh, me. Oh, yeah. Don't blaze it on. Don't blaze it on me. I want. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to start off with my thorn then. Not going to list the name. This person said, absolutely no reason should a person stay quiet. Not a Bethany fan, but can appreciate what she's doing. Oh, boo. First off, there are a lot of reasons why a lot of people should stay quiet. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have no, just no ground to stand on. No, they shouldn't be speaking at all. A lot of people should not have a platform. Yes. And so when people have nothing good to say, it's the old adage that our parents told us. If you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Also, what you, you can be a big fan of what she looked like she maybe was trying to do a couple of months ago. But the not anymore has been horrible. Yeah, she's only doing things worse now. And she's only doing it for selfish reasons. If yeah. you think that what Bethany's doing is a righteous call to her saving reality stars. Go from... back and watch her on her shows. Yeah. And you can realize quickly that is not the person no, she is. This is self-serving. It's opportunistic. She's trying to take advantage of her being in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. Like she's back in the spotlight because she's acting erratic. She's making a thousand TikToks and she brought this reality reckoning thing. And the thing is, honestly, she is so delusional that she thinks that she's doing good. Like she thinks this is all going well for her. Mm -hmm. The only reason she's getting so much attention is because it's so batshit crazy. That's it. But she takes it and runs with it like, no, I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. It seems like people who were supporting her in the beginning, I guess they kind of had the same idea as this person did. She was going for a cause that made some sense, but she's her execution has been terrible, like you said. So anymore, you don't really see people standing up for her. So that oh. was kind of weird. That stood out to me. I didn't really understand the comment. But yeah, I mean, also, I just wanted to poke fun at the fact that there's a lot of people that should shut the fuck up. Yeah. And probably us. Yeah, probably could be us. Honestly, <laughs> maybe we need to shut the hell up. That's Brav Bros for you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Just kidding. Just kidding, guys. We've got a long episode here. We're just getting started. Rose of the week. Shooter's on fucking fire this week. This comes from Casey Wright, 8146. Had me in tears laughing, called someone's kid a little bitch. That's just a little appetizer yeah, for you. You can get with me. I, uh, I saw that one. stoking the fire a little bit. I'm going to keep going. I replied to that one, too. I said, yeah, he tends to do that. Yep. <laughs> I certainly do. I do that in real life, too. Don't not call just anybody a bitch. Yeah. Nope. No. He's, he's not what you call it. He doesn't discriminate on who he will call a little bitch. No, God, no. God, Age no. does not matter. Nope. If you're you could be like a little bitch and you're biting people <laughs> on the playground, you are a little bitch. You could be a 90-year-old woman or a 12-year-old child. Gum, yeah. Gumming people at the retirement home. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. All right, let's move on. Okay, cool. But that takes us to something that I've been waiting to do for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Because we're back, baby. We can't hear it, but I just got to hit the air horn for the first time this season because Miami is back. Bam, I knew bam, better bam. than I knew better than to even ask where you wanted to start today because I knew that you would want to do that immediately. I almost set up this differently so that the soundboard was closer to me so that I could hit the Miami. I was that prepared to hit the air horn again because if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the the soundboards behind the laptop. It's a little difficult to access. Yep. If you're not watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet and you're not helping us out, what are you doing? 
See that? That's a nice. better plug. That's a good plug. Much better plug. Uh, nope. I, I completely derailed it by talking about the plug. You're not butt plug and putting but it at the ends. You're putting it at the front. I didn't butt plug it. Well, this is like a, a, a mid plug. plug. Yeah, navel plug. A navel plug? A belly, a belly plug? I, I got nothing. I don't like that. I got nothing. No, yeah. I stopped immediately. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cut that, cut that. But we are back in Miami, and this is one that I was really looking forward to for a lot of reasons. One, last year was our first time with Miami, and we had a blast watching the show. We've heard a lot of crosstalk in our worlds, and what I'm saying is Shooter and I, as you all know, love sports. In Miami, we have a very strange crossover between Michael Jordan's son and Larsa Pippen, ex-wife of Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan historically did not get along very well. Eh. Towards the end, they didn't really, but... I know. Yeah. Did you watch the fucking documentary? Of course, yeah. yeah but not... that was just because Scotty was tired of being in Michael's shadow, and then Agreed. once he left I the Bulls, he realized that he wasn't that good of a player. And... Right, but at... <laughs> taking Scotty. He wasn't. He's a Hall of Famer because of Michael Jordan. He wouldn't have been a Hall of Famer if he played for the Grizzlies his entire career. I agree, but at the same time, look, did they play well together? Sure. Did they compliment each other well? Sure. Did Scotty like him? No. Do you know what the funny thing is, actually? And this just clicked. Butterfly effect. If Scotty Pippen never played with Michael Jordan... Larsa Pippen probably wouldn't be a housewife of Miami. And would Marcus not be wouldn't, dating yeah. Marcus. Yep. So this is all Michael's fault. This, this is, is actually all... the GM of the Bulls' fault. <laughs> not just Michael Jordan, the GM of the Bulls. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. See how this is why we get excited about this Butterfly shit. Butterfly effect. Great movie. Austin yeah. Kutcher. Austin. Oh, my God. Austin God, Kutcher. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was reading Elvis things because uh, what's his name? Taking care Jacob of business. Alordi's playing Elvis now. I thought Austin, Austin Butler was Butler. playing Elvis. There's another Elvis movie. Why? I don't know. It's called Priscilla. It's more about her. An, oh. Well, yeah. you know A24 what? did it, so it could be good. A24 doesn't miss. They miss. What did they miss? There's on? a lot of movies out there that they've done that we don't really know about. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the only the ones I've seen have been great. The ones I've watched, seen, yeah, the ones I've to watched. to me was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one. We're getting really derailed tonight. I need yeah, to I stay on task because I have a lot of shit to do. <laughs> I still have to prep. <laughs> Let's get back to Miami. But we start out, and I'm liking this new trend. We get trends on the shows within the same year. And it seems to me that the trend this year is starting off on the right foot. We got that with Beverly Hills and Eagle Woman and Blue Raven. We get that in Miami with an unlikely candidate because Alexia is the one that's saying, I want everyone to get together. I want to start this year right. We had a lot of drama in New York. I'm ready to move on, except Adriana. She can still kick rocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But the first scene that we really get after that little intro is Alexia and Todd. And Alexia's talking about all the self-reflection that she's done. And to her credit, because when I heard that immediately, I'm like, all right, bullshit. But throughout this episode, we see her do things differently. And again, it's the first episode. They clearly have not spent a lot of time with each other, this group, since New York City. No, you could tell that immediately. I think it was when Gertie and Nicole were talking about when was the last time that you saw whoever. And it was, well, I saw her, her, and her in New York. Mm -hmm. And that was it. So there's been months and months have passed. Um, but I, I do agree, actually, because Alexia seemed way different. And there are different aspects of this, just this episode. That were way different than last year. We were clamoring last year for her to just have a solo sit down with anyone. Yeah. Just sit down with one other person ever because you're actually not bad on your own. It's when you're talking parrot Marisol gets in your ear that then yes. all of a sudden you're kind of unbearable. 
she sat down twice with I know. two different people that she had issues with and, and seemingly squashed them. You know, the second one wasn't as good, but seemingly squashed these things. Squashed and... enough to invite Adriana to the party, right. which I was shocked that yep. she sat down with her and even more shocked that it led to the good thing with Alexia and what that lunch date or whatever with Adriana told me. She will brush things under the rug very fast. Which is good because that's, that's what her behavior is. Alexia blows up at like the smallest detail. And For obviously sure. there were some reasons last year that she should have blown up and she did. Oh yeah, the shit but that Adriana there, said was reprehensible. Yeah. And there were other things that she definitely shouldn't have blown up about. But if you're going to do that, you should at least be able to give somebody else the same level of respect that you would give yourself and sweep some things under the rug immediately. And I feel like she's kind of doing that. So I've never disliked Alexia. I just don't like her behavior pretty much when Marisol's around. Yeah, and we'll get to that later. But we get to see that Todd is also on a healing journey. Or he, I don't you think so. No, not at all. <laughs> because his reaction late. He's weird. That's I, weird. What a weird, a weird situation. Dude. First of all, he makes a nine minute apology video to Anthony. I agreed with both Nicole and Alexia. They both even Nicole was like, I appreciate the sentiment, but don't go on social media to do it. Alexia says the same thing. It was a weird approach. I he didn't even tell Alexia he was going to no, do it. No, he just did it because she said that she would have told him not to do it. It's a weird approach to it. Initially, I'm like, all right, at least he apologized and he did it in a social manner, which I guess is good because he's admitting to everybody that he was at fault there when he. Yeah. I don't know. We don't get a lot into like the the man tropes. Not in but this in show. this situation, no. It really when you and I talk about these shows, oh, we, yeah, yeah. we we try to steer clear of the man tropes. But in this situation, you should go man to man and just go to Anthony and just apologize. Yes. I don't care if you do it on camera. I don't care if you do it off camera. It doesn't really matter to me. What you did last year was wrong. You own up to it. You don't do it on social media. That's just weird, like needy behavior. Exactly. I don't know. He had an ulterior motive to put it on social media. Why it was nine minutes long is completely beyond me. But I don't know what the ulterior motive even was because it just makes you look like a sniveling little punk. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I just don't really understand that. But moving on from there, we get Larsa and Lisa and they're on the yacht with Marcus and Jody. We get to meet Jody, who is Lisa's new man. I'm going to tell you this right now. I am uncomfortable watching Larsa with Marcus. Okay. Because I know for a fact that when she was with Scotty, she knew Marcus as a child. Yeah. And I cannot for the, I've tried. And you know what? Marcus on screen seems okay. Like yeah. He's, he's talkative. Like he's intelligent. He, he seems like he's going to be a good fit for the show. Oh, I think so too. I really think so. But I cannot get it out of my head. I'm like, you were with Scottie Pippen while Michael was being a father to this kid. And you knew him as a kid. And Absolutely. then she claims that she didn't, which is even weird. Like, this is one of those where it would be. If Larsa just like flat out said, look, I know it's a strange situation, but we're together. It is what it is. That's one thing. But for her to lean on, I didn't know him. Like I wasn't around him growing up. It's just bullshit. And it's weird. I I guess like I do kind of understand just Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan. There are probably a lot of team social events that he went to that he did not bring his family because that's just kind of the guy he is. Or he didn't go at all. Right. Because, again, that's just Michael Jordan. But you were the wife of one of his teammates who he was probably with a lot. He was there for a long time, a lot of years. You've definitely crossed paths with Michael Jordan's son. In the family room after yeah. the game? Like, come on. Yeah, there. it's definitely. Or just like, you know, in the wife and girlfriend's box. Anywhere. Anywhere. That's like, my point. So, like, I, I hope I can get over it eventually because I realized that. I don't think you, know, you will. I don't think I can. Like, every time I see it, I'm like, ew. 
Ew. Yeah. But regardless, I think he's going to be a good fit. I like that's it's a weird place for me because I every interaction Seems like a logical guy he does, and I appreciate logic. He's a good fit for us to watch. Might not be a good fit for this group. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see that whole thing. But I do have an issue with Lisa still wearing the ring. Yep. Take the ring off. So does Cody. I put it on my middle finger. It's like Jody is his name. I wanted Cody. to. I, I thought his name was Cody. Jody. Yeah. J. It's going to be a problem for me. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll understand. We'll know what you're it. saying. But yeah, she put it on her middle finger and Jody is quickly pointing out like, yeah, I don't love that. And Lisa's like, well, it's, it's like I tell people to fuck off with it. It's like, no, Lenny gave you the ring. It's weird that you got it fitted for your middle finger instead of, you know what? Take it to repurpose the, the diamond for something else. Or just hawk it. Get the money. Yeah. Do anything else but Pay wear your it. legal fees. Pay your legal fees, which are probably massive. Just but unbelievable. Don't yeah. I just thought that There's was a lot great. of things that you could do with that ring, except for getting it fitted for your middle finger. Yeah, that was a bad move. But she does seem happy with Jody. Jody seems like a normal ish dude. I feel like he's putting on for the cameras a little bit. That's the vibe I got. I didn't really see that. No. No. OK, no. Well, maybe he's just a little shy. No, I think he kept cool. I feel like when they were talking about the ring and how it made him feel, obviously, any self-respecting guy in that situation is going to say, uh, it makes me feel a little weird. And I don't really like to talk about it, but I get it. I understand yeah, that was, this is okay. kind of like engulfing your life at this moment. I'm here to support you the best way that I can, so I can't really get mad about it. But yes, it does. If I'm being honest, it does upset me. And that makes sense. And that's when Marcus is kind of chiming in and agreeing and throwing things out there. He seems, again, seems like a logical his guy. Chimes, because usually I get mad when people chime in, but his chimes were like subtle enough and on point enough where I'm like, this guy might get it. Agreed. And I'm frustrated that he might get it because I was ready to write this relationship off because it pisses me off because it's weird. And not, and the people are going to be like, why? Because she's an older woman? No, absolutely not. I don't care if she's 20 years older than some dude she's with. Good for you. I don't, you we do not age shame around here. Nope. If you can get that younger dude and you want to go for it, go for it by all means. It's simply the Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen aspect that fucks me up. I agree. But anyway, we move on from there, and Nicole and Anthony are house hunting. They just sold their house last year, and they're looking at this one, which they're looking at the kitchen. They're like, this is a teardown. I'm like, is it though? That's rich people. <laughs> they want to tear everything down. We're going to put stone here. Which gonna... the weirdest thing is they wanted to keep the cabinets of everything. I feel like that's the first thing that anybody walks into a kitchen. They're like, ah, I don't really like these cabinets. You know I'm why? I'm going to change something up. Because they're real like wood sturdy cabinets. Yeah. Cabinets are fucking expensive. Let me tell you. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like money's a problem from them. The thing that stood out for this. The 15 they... car garage in the basement? Well, yes. But he <laughs> does like to collect cars. We know that about him. And then he mentions it later at the party. I think he's going to continue to mention the cars. I think he's going to mention cars every episode, and it's going to get old really fast. Yeah, and I liked Anthony last year, so I don't really want to hold that against them right now, but I could see it getting annoying. They are staying in their vacation home. This is where I get a little weird. If you live in Miami, yeah, do you really need a vacation home like a couple of... Where is Fisher Island? Not that far away. Again, rich people shit. I know, it's but it's just that like, we will get, get a vacation home in fucking wouldn't their vacation home be like in new york probably do bro yeah i know You know what i mean like they probably do before you finish that sentence and make yourself feel worse they probably have three homes if not more i don't know why my mind like went to spring training immediately i was i was thinking arizona makes sense (laughs) (laughs) go to phoenix go live in surprise but gertie comes over to the house and as they're chit-chatting, you find out that Nicole and Larsa have seemed to move on from their issues from last season. But Larsa and Gertie are now having a feud because Gertie went on. It looked like Betches when it showed that because I recognize that guy. Yeah. I think it was a I Betches show. I not tell who show, it was either. But didn't give him any credit. Didn't like yeah, that. that's true. 
Give him credit. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? In the case we're in a show coming up soon, you oh. know, we don't maybe wink, don't, wink. Maybe well, don't. What if they don't Ruffo. give us credit? Our faces will be. Oh, I, I Everybody's going to know who we are. I, res- I, I rescind my FU for now. Okay. Okay. Rescinded for now. God, could you imagine if we don't get credit? If there's going to be something. Could be. You guys don't know. We do. But I guess Larsa and Gertie are feuding because Gertie said a very true statement and said that the fakest one on the show is Larsa, which is 100% factual. And it, it cracks me up that that's what Larsa gets so hung up about is being called fake. You know what that tells me? She knows she's fake. Yes. If you get that up in arms about this comment, that means that you know that there's some truth to it. And that's why you are so ready to defend yourself against everybody else. When we've watched you, like we know we've seen you lie about stuff. We've seen you bring up certain things. We've seen you try to stir the pot when it does not need to be stirred or you're not involved in a certain altercation and you still jump into it and try to move the needle. I actually don't think she's fake though. Larsa? Yeah. I don't think she's fake at all. I think that she does all of those things that you just said. Don't really, they're not a characteristic of she's with Marcus Jordan strictly because of the headline. They might have now like gotten to a point where they actually are. They went on the first date. The first time that she went out with him was 1000% because she knew it was going to cost some shit. She knew it was going to get over on Michael Jordan, which is weird. I I just knew it was going to get over on Scotty. All of those things are moves. I feel like how she feels is how she feels. She portrays the way that she feels pretty well on the show too. I'm I'm on her stirring the pot. Doesn't mean that she's no, I agree with that. The stirring the pot doesn't, but I feel like there was really all she does. She just stirs the pot constantly. I just, I can't stand her. Honestly, oh, all right. I can't. I said that all last year. I'll say it all this year, too. Yeah, we're back in Miami. I'm so great, grateful to be back, but I still hate Larsa. I can't hit it because over there. That was my cue to you. I thought you were reaching for you're getting your water. What a what a deadbeat way to pick me up, pal. Moving on, gonna lube the throat. You know what I mean? (sighs) Moving on, (laughs) we're with Julia and Martina, and I'm glad to see these two again. Julia grew on me last year significantly because I remember when we started out the season. She was going through it, right? She was having that empty nest syndrome. She was going through a lot of issues with Martina. They seem to have reconnected over last season. Mm -hmm. And then now we get to check in with them. We obviously all have heard about the double diagnosis that Martina had. She had breast and throat cancer. Kicked the shit out of both of them because she's a world-class athlete and strong as hell. So it's nice to see her on the mend. And we get to see their dynamic. And... If you juxtapose this scene with the first scene with those two last year, which they kind of did, they showed us little clips, it's night and day. And these two have have seemed to found each other and found their relationship past the children. And I think for a long time, the kids were the glue holding them together. And that was what kept Julia occupied in the house, the kids and the animals. Now we've found them where they are happy together. The animals are still there. The goat's pooping in the well, house. The animals, that's the thing. The animals are there now. They were at a farm before, and she was spending most of her time at the farm. Yeah, now Boris is she, in the kitchen. Yeah, she brought the goats back home. It's so pooped now in the kitchen. Pooped in the kitchen. What was that? What was that diaper? I don't Wrapped know. around the waist. Oh, it's that's where their vagina is. Oh, so that's okay. for that's strictly for period reasons. Oh. Yeah. It's like if you don't uh spay your female dog, they have to wear a diaper for like a week or two out of the or no, it's like a month. Anatomy. Anatomy. Thank you. Animals have it too. Sometimes I needed that, you know? But no, I, I feel like with Julia in particular, I really like the scenes with her and Martina. Thanks, I really like man. the scenes with her and her kids. I her in the group still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, she doesn't but bring enough she there. She does enough on the show. She's to... too attached to Adriana, and I'm gonna say it now. Get rid of Adriana, get rid of Marisol. 
I don't need either of them. I think they are holding right. this show back. I think you're actually right on that one. They I are holding this that. show back severely. They're both annoying as shit. Mar- Marisol screws over Alexia. I actually agree with what they were talking about later at the party. Marisol is constantly screwing over Alexia because she's constantly in her ear whispering evil sweet nothings. Agreed. And she has no place on this show. She's annoying as shit. Go away. I don't need you. Adriana is, I felt bad for her last year. Because I felt like she was alone. She had no friends. People were burning her out. It's still true. Now I kind of agree with that. I'm okay with <laughs> it. She's annoying as shit. If you had a friend, if I am in my fucking 50s and I'm hanging out with a group of women, at, or I guess a group of guys in my case, whatever, and there's one friend that comes in and they are as annoying as Adriana, I'm avoiding them like the plague. I don't need that annoyance in my life. I, I don't see. need it now. I'm talking about 20 years there's... from now. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be a, an angry old man. 20 years? 10 uh 17 what are you how old are you i what does that have to do with anything because i'm just saying you know it's not 20 you're not gonna be 50 in 20 years it's less than that you're 52 in 20 years no i'll be 53 in 20 years yeah, i'm not i'm not that. 33 yet i am sucks to suck Nah, whatever i still look better than you remember when people <laughs> used to say like you're older than me you're gonna die before me no that's not true <laughs> that's not true no that's not true at all we're taking a lot of weird routes tonight yeah yeah we should do a death pool between you and i yeah Oh, I'm I'm out of here way before you. I don't know. The damage I did to my liver over the years, there's no way. I, no, this bums me out when I make this joke. <laughs> or no, so not doesn't bum me out. It bums Dev out, and I don't want to bum her out. She doesn't think gonna, it's funny. I was going to take it a step further. So no, because you think it's funny, and I agree. No, no, I was going to take it a step further for myself. Oh, and, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah, okay, good. Going to get darker. Yeah, let's just not talk about it. Let's just keep moving forward. Where do we go there? What? What happens? Uh, we're talking about Alexia apologizing to Julia right. in New York City. Then we find that out while she's talking to Martina. And again, that was soon after the reunion. Alexia made that decision to apologize. So this has been a journey that's been ongoing. We're starting to get evidence that Alexia's actually been trying to change. That's the stuff I like to see. I like to see growth over time, not Real just... growth, too. Yeah, it's off I mean. camera. They didn't wait until Correct. the cameras picked up to start doing it. Yes, and that's, that's a big plus in Alexia's corner because last year I was done yep i was fed up with her and i think in large part like you said due to marisol i'm not fully out on adriana i agree that she could leave the show and it would be uninhibited if she was gone but i'm not ready to kick her to the curb yet marisol can go marisol 100 just drags alexia down and not in a fun entertaining way more so in a way that's like this is annoying to oh, watch dude, now. It, the second she brings out that bullhorn this year, I am gonna lose it. Oh well, man. Yeah, they, I remember when we used to think cockies was like cute and fun. No, that annoys me. I never thought it was cute. You and fun. did? No, I didn't. Yeah, I'm gonna roll pull back up, the tape. We're gonna pull up the tape, but we get to check in with Lisa again, and she's starting her deposition because she's challenging the prenup with Lenny, and I don't know a whole lot about the law. But if you sign a prenup and your spouse cheats, aren't there clauses in there to like nullify? I don't think I think they talked about it last year. I don't think that she had an infidelity clause. Okay, all right. So she's challenging it now to try to get what she's owed. And this is the thing that's weird for me with Lenny. And this is where I I I don't want to talk about him too much this year because he's not on screen and he's a fucking dirtbag. But isn't it easier just to settle? Just fucking pay her and move on. Instead, like, this is why clearly he's being vindictive. This mm-hmm. is like, he's on a on a war path to try to take Lisa down, which is weird because it's the mother of your children. Clearly, he, he doesn't care her. about that. No, he kicked her out of her own house and then is renting that. He's not even staying there. He's renting that, that awful compound that 
Pablo Escobar wannabe drug dealer house that he lives in. He's renting that out, kicked her out of it. Clearly, everything he's doing is just to prove a point and make her life miserable, which is a very weird move considering that your children are going to grow up and recap all of this shit and see that you left their mom for some 20-year-old OnlyFans model or whatever the fuck she is. You kicked your mom out of the house. You then rented that house that was also their childhood home. Like All these things come back, and that's what's weird for me, for Lenny. And that just shows you what a fucking scumbag this guy is. Well, yeah, he, he knows care about any of that. And he knows specifically that if he doesn't settle and just keeps it going, he's going to burn her out of money. He has way more money. He has way more access to funds than she does. But not anymore because they, they agreed to, like, that's the thing. While this stuff is ongoing, they have to agree to some level of, what is it, uh, financial support in the meantime. It's pretty much alimony until you get your alimony. And that's what she's going to get. And she got that. That came out in the press. So right. she's now making money off of him. He's paying her lawyer fees, which is hysterical because he's the one that's forcing this thing to keep going. So I hope that he loses all of his money somehow. I, you know what I hope? I hope that that chick that he's dating now. Cheats on him? Cheats on him and takes all of his shit. Who would she cheat on him with? Pitbull. She cheats on him with Pitbull. Mr. 305. Yeah. Absolutely. He's worldwide. He's worldwide. And then Pitbull enters the show. That would be awesome. Yeah, that, that. You can't talk in the middle of it. I know. You can't hear it. I know. That deserved. That deserved a. Bam, 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 bam. Yep, certainly did. Mr. Worldwide. Moving on. <clears throat> we got Marisol, Alexia, and Kiki. And I'm glad Kiki's back. I honestly forgot about Kiki till she walked on the screen. I was like, oh, yeah. I love Kiki. I forgot about Kiki. Too. I did too. But then she walked out. I was like, oh, she was like one of my favorites last year. And I think it's because she wasn't directly involved in the drama last year. She had a couple of moments here and there, like with the Whopper. Yep. When she took the bite and bounced, I love that move. But other than that, like she's kind of the, not the comic relief, but just she keeps it light. And I'm glad to see Kiki back in the mix. I was excited for that. But they're sitting there and they're chit-chatting. And that's where we discuss the group dinner. And we find out that Adriana is not invited. And Marisol makes it very clear. If Adriana goes, I do not go. I would trade that for anything in the world. Me too. Me too. And I just said I wanted Adriana off the show, but I'd rather have Adriana than Marisol. Yeah, 1,000%. And they also talk about, I guess, Kiki's dating. And the only reason I'm bringing up the vibrators is because we've talked about this before. And I just think it's funny. And it's a very, it's a double standard, but for good reason. I'm like, I'm for this double standard because I don't want to talk about dudes and what they're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just weird because if guys like, yeah, like six fleshlights, everybody would be like, oh, God. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> She's like, I have six vibrators. I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But if a dude says I have six sex toys. I think we were talking about that when Candy was doing her sex shop. Yes, we were. were. Like, what if they had a, a guy's section and all the guys just hung out in there and be like, that would be a gross place. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I, I have trench coats that. in there. I don't know what's going on. And I fully agree. It's just a funny trope every time I see it. But. We get to the first sit down with Alexia trying to smooth things over. And this one's with Julia. And we do find out that Cardi B was talking shit about Larsa, which I love. I love that Cardi B's now in the mix. So now we got Cardi B and potentially Pitbull, according to Shooter and I. But Julia is quick to point out that this Nuevos Horizontes, I believe is what it is, which is New Horizons dinner, does not work if you are actively keeping somebody out of the dinner, which she's not inviting Adriana. So... If you're trying to actually start new, and we talked about this with Salt Lake when Meredith didn't invite Angie to that new beginnings, whatever, when they went out to the Trixie Motel. Yep. 
if you're going to do this, if you're going to smooth things over, you have to bite the bullet and invite everybody. Because if you don't, immediately there's going to be drama. The other girls in the group that are friends with Adriana, aka Julia, is going to have drama with you now. It's going to fuck up the whole group by not inviting one person. So just do that. And I'm glad Julia said it. And I'm also glad, and this, again, growth for Alexia. She sits there and listens to Julia and listens to her make good points about why she should invite Adriana or at least have a sit down with her. And the last thing that I expected, the last thing I expected was for the next scene, the following day, we get Adriana sitting down with Alexia. Yep. And of course, of course, Adriana walks in waving a massive white flag while wearing a peace sign on her chest and says, I give or whatever. And that to me is the perfect picture of Adriana and what she brings to the table. She thinks that these moments are iconic. She thinks that she's firing on all cylinders. It's not a good move. It shows Alexia, you're not taking this seriously. And she extended the invite to you. And let's not forget what you said. You compared your ankle last year when you fell down on the beach and nothing happened. Let's be very clear. She was not hurt. You compared that to Frankie's accident where he had brain damage and has affected his life and Alexia's life and their whole family's life ever since. That's the comparison that you drew. So for you to walk into this meeting, this lunch meeting, and not take it seriously out of the gate is a really shitty look, but par for the course. But they agreed to like smooth things over or at least to invite her. I, I was shocked that she invited her to the party, and we're just going to jump right to the party. We did get a quick FaceTime between Marisol and Alexia, and Marisol... We don't need to talk about it. No. Let's just leave it off. Because it's yeah. so not surprised that Marisol's like, mm, I might not go, even yeah. though you need me. And even though you're in the middle of doing your makeup, you start complaining immediately. You start saying, I'm in the middle of doing my makeup. Why would you tell me that now? Well, fuck you. It's not your party. It's not your party. And she's calling you crying because Todd mysterious. That is the important part. We do need yeah. to talk about the scene because Todd mysteriously is just not going. After his apology, because he doesn't want to talk about the apology, but you can't post a nine-minute video and then be afraid to discuss it. It make any sense. It makes zero sense. And so now he's just not going. Yeah, we should actually should have checked to see if that was still up there. What was it on Instagram? Yeah, I think so. We should check to see if that's still up there because you can't leave it up there too. You have to leave it up there. Well, I know, but like if you if you leave it up there, you should show up at the goddamn party. Oh, without a doubt. Well, if you you're feeling so anyway. weird about it and you don't want this to be like the focus of the situation, one, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Two, you take it down if you're so embarrassed about it. What and the you fuck? Definitely don't avoid the party because then that's all anyone's going to talk about. Yeah. And. Which it one took them said. about half the party to realize that he I wasn't know. there. He's such a dominant presence. Yeah, such a polarizing figure that he just fades <laughs> off into the background. But it was hysterical when they're all sitting out on the patio, like smoking cigars and drinking booze. And they're like, we're sitting in Todd's place, drinking Todd's booze, smoking Todd's cigars. And Todd is nowhere to be found. Yep. But that's what's also weird is that all those dudes, like the one guy says, I miss him. So they're all friends with Todd. So I don't know what's going on. Is it because of the women? Is he not showing up because the women pissed him well, off? Well, you know who said he misses them was Marisol's husband. Uh, or was it? Are I they mean, married? I don't know. Uh, Steve? I don't know if they're married Steve. or not. Steve? Steve? Steve and Todd. Steve and Hanging Todd. Out. Yeah, because there's no chance in hell Anthony's sitting there saying that he misses Todd. I can't see uh, Russell saying that either. No. Uh, no. Russell's a softie. Russell is a softie, but he seems like a good dude. I can't imagine He's a him great Todd. Dude. Todd's a wiener. And I don't know why Todd's not there, but I, we're going to find out. And we get to like the meat of the party, if you will. I thought it was bizarre. And I think that here's my take on it. 
I think Alexia is new to this whole starting over thing and being vulnerable thing. Yeah. So she takes it to the nth degree and then announces to the whole party, you guys might have noticed Todd's not here. It's like, ooh, (laughs) where are you going to go with this one? She's like, you don't know where Todd is? Neither do I. It's like, (laughs) it was so weird. And I like that she immediately says, well, we're not getting a divorce. It, it's not going to happen. I'm just saying I don't know where he is. And that's even it's more like, daunting. It's, it's okay. Like, what's happening? You can't make a joke in the middle of that and then immediately say you don't know where he is. No, no. That's concerning. <laughs> Do we know where? Should we go look for him? Is he safe? Did he go night swimming? Donner party of five? Where the fuck did he go? <laughs> <laughs> Amidst all the healing and everybody trying to get along, Larsa, and this I guess, and I, you know, I've never said Larsa's not good for the show. I've never called for her. I'd like, get her out of here. I think she's good for the show, and for reasons like this. In this healing moment, she immediately walks over to Gertie and says, why'd you call me fake? And you need that. You need one of them on the show that's going to push the narrative. So she does that instantly, and Gertie, and we all know why Gertie's been acting a little strange, and she, I like this move, because she doesn't even entertain it. She's like, I'm I'm not doing this right now. She just walks away. But we've seen people like checking in on Gertie and seeing, like, are you good? What's going on? Something seems off with her. And we obviously – we found out about this before the season even aired. It was on social media. Um, but we find out that Gertie was diagnosed with cancer. And I guess in this scene, she just was told that there is something concerning. I don't think the cancer diagnosis was – Yeah, she didn't want to use the C word. Right. When she we said. see the So it wasn't – it's just something – unsettling was Something said. unsettling yeah. and we do find out that it was breast cancer down the road but i don't even think we need to discuss the larsa fake thing because I, it's this is when these moments like we talked about with southern charm cer- certain things supersede trivial nonsense yes calling somebody fake at a pod a live taping of a podcast all that shit does not seem even remotely important when you're now discussing cancer and Gertie says to Larsa, and it's cryptic. She's like, I'm going to call on you, and I need you to be by my side. Like, I'm going to need you. Just say okay. I'm not telling you what's going on. And we see her really break down. This scene was hard to watch because we know what's coming. Like, we know the cancer diagnosis is coming from this. So to watch her break down like that, and I love Gertie. I loved Gertie last year. I love Russell. I love their family. Like, I, I, that whole thing really – touched me and upset me because to see this person who's usually like a ray of sunshine she's always in a good mood just kind of break and call on larsa who she's feuding with to be like this is i don't have time for the nonsense because i need you soon and you're gonna find out why soon but just i need to know that you're there and to larsa's credit immediately pulls back and goes yeah yes i will be there what the fuck's going on and everyone else in the group's like what the hell is going on but it's good to see and it's a point for larsa and i'll always give credit where credit's due that in a moment where her friend's just like, no questions, but I need you soon. Are you going to be there? Lars is like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And it humanizes somebody who we look at as sort of villainous, if you will, on a show. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. To an extent. She's just, she stirs the pot. She's dating Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah, not. <laughs> oh God, no. But it humanizes somebody like that. In the midst of what's going on. And you know, and I think Larsa did this like three or four times last year. She will show up at a party and she will immediately call you out if she feels like she wants to. Which I do appreciate Sometimes that. it's warranted. Sometimes it's not warranted. A lot of times it's not. I don't know necessarily. It was kind of cool to see that Gertie, the reason that Gertie was so upset about this was because of what we talk about all the time. 
Do you not realize that people are going to watch your TV show? Oh, yeah, right. And realize what you say in your confessionals. You can't say whatever the fuck you want. It will come back and bite you in the ass. It did. Gertie's pissed at you for what you said last year. She should understand, okay, you're going to call me fake. Yeah, all right. I can see why you could call me fake at this point in time. But instead, she just wants to get after it. And I do like that Gertie walked away. Obviously, things are bigger than that. But at the same time, for Larsa to stop immediately... And this was different than last year yeah. because in the past, Larsa may have kept going, but maybe not because her and Gertie have a little bit of a different dynamic. Maybe if it was, say, Julia or Adriana that was crying, she would have kept pressing because that's just what she Without does. And she realizes who she's talking to. Gertie treating something sim- like something seriously like this gives you a cause for concern. What I liked about this the best is no one else chimed in. They didn't run over. Marisol didn't run over. Alexia didn't run over. They didn't start talking shit on each other. They let it be, and they were actually concerned. So that's good. I feel like we're kind of seeing a little bit of growth here. And it's a lot of growth between the fact that they resolved things off camera, which I just can't get over because you never see that on any of these shows. We talk about it all the time. As soon as the cameras pick up, well, let me apologize for something I said seven months ago. Okay, we know that you haven't seen each other in a few months, but you still took time. Even though you're not that close of friends, you still took time in the off season to squash some shit. I will respect that always because you're not wasting my time this season squashing last season's shit. We're starting off Nuevos Horizontes. Nice. Right? You like that? I think that was correct. I think that was correct. Although Alexia said it really fast and like kind of cool and I really wanted to do that, but I couldn't. Nuevos Horizontes? No, no. I don't. Cooler than that? Yeah, it was was cool. You know what sucks? We can't speak to, Spanish that well. I could. I was fluent when I played baseball. I was like, it was broken a little bit, but I could understand it. That's not fluent. I could speak it. No, no. You just said it was broken a little bit. A little bit, considering I hadn't taken like Spanish in college. But the fact that I could have full blown conversations, I could understand conversations. This is about you, pal. I'm saying it sucks that I lost that. It does suck because I I had it. You're having now, a hard day. Now it's gone. Now whew. you're having a long week. No, I, I know. It's okay. Forgot how to speak Spanish. <laughs> I got <laughs> got to cook for forty people. No, that's a good thing. It's my mom's birthday. It's her sixtieth. It's a big deal. I'm excited for that. Forgetting Spanish, bad pro- thing. Forgetting Spanish, stupid, stupid, stupid. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Where were we? I'll tell you where we were. Moving on to Beverly Hills. This is a fucking train wreck. (laughs) But that takes us to Beverly Hills, and don't worry, up next is Salt Lake. We have a action-packed mega episode for you tonight. Of course we do, because I have a dinner for 40 people tomorrow. So why wouldn't we have three of our biggest shows all on the same night, baby? Anything for you guys. You guys being our audience. Yeah. Not you, Shooter. Fuck you. What am I? We start out. Multiple personalities? Why would I be my guys? Yeah, kind of. I know a couple. I don't think so. I know a couple different shooters. Oh, yeah. And then there's Sean. That guy's a wild card. that? <laughs> Some douchebag. But we start out. We're with Dorit and Erica. And I, again, growth. This scene was weird. It was weird. I enjoyed it, but it was weird. We get them sitting down. Do you know what the weirdest part is, though? What? 
I believed it. I believed all of it. It's so weird. I, I don't get it. All of it. I never believed anything that Eric has ever done that seemed like she was reconciling with somebody ever. This, you know why? And out of nowhere, I'm just like, I believe that. Take you, take you at face value. We're gonna have to weirdly like apologize to Zach. Fuck no. At some point, no. He's been chance. on Erica Jane's side. This is day one. Good for him. That's awesome for him. He's not gonna get an apology out of me. <laughs> well, regardless. She apologizes to Dorit for BravoCon. She said that she gets caught up in the moment and she would take it back if she could, but she needs to reconcile this friendship. She will not take any other answer, but yes, because one, she owes it to, owes it to Dorit, and two, and this is where I was like, I believe you, because she's like, I don't have a lot of friends, yep. and I need to stop fighting and being defensive with everybody and start having some real relationships with people, and I was like, from someone that asked what empathy was last week to now being here, like now I believe that she was actually inquiring about empathy. I think so. I told you I was last like, week. this is crazy. And now I'm like, fuck, man, she's actually changing. It's episode one of this season, I really just started believing her and I don't know what happened. There's a different air about her. It's something There's strange. A different yeah. air about her. Maybe it's also the fact that the like, hormones. It's the hormones, man. But it's also, I think that we were so stuck on that she had to be involved with Tom Girardi, at least for me. I'll speak on my own behalf here. I had no doubts that like she was getting implicated in some of these things. Right. She has come out scot-free from each one. She's won and won. She had to appeal one of them, but she won the appeal. Like She's winning these cases, so that I'm no longer holding that against her. You know what the thing is? She's winning these cases, and now we've – I think we fully expected to see – a pompous I won attitude from Erica all year. That's a good point. And we're not getting that. We're getting a down to earth wants to have real relationships, wants to be empathetic, wants to grow as a person, Erica. And it's so weird. And it caught me off. So it caught me off guard so weirdly that I'm into it. I, like I don't it. know. I, I like it. You know what I did say at the beginning of the season ah. and you gave me shit for it. What? I said, I'm looking forward to an Erica Jane comeback. And you're like, Oh God, here we go. That's what you said to me. I'm not looking forward to it. Because you have to apologize. It's already here. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on from there, Sutton and Garcelle are FaceTiming. We're getting a Vegas weekend for Crystal's birthday, and I'm excited to see the women in Vegas. This is going to be a fun trip. Not for the reasons I thought. I saw scenes. I don't know know. if it's going to be that fun. I thought that it was going to be a fun trip for other reasons. It's going to be interesting to see our friend Sutton freak out at the Magic Mike show. I want to know why. But... Yeah, Vegas weekend with the girls in idea sounds fun, but we do know with this group and just because Lisa Rinna's not there, just because Kathy Hilton's not going, doesn't mean a trip's not going to turn into some tumultuous thing. Well, we it always does. At some point, Denise Richards is re-entering the scenario. Yeah. And there's another housewife coming into the scenario at some point. So we've got two other housewives are going to join this cast. I don't think Denise is on the Vegas trip because we've gotten clips from it. I would just I just envisioned Denise and Erica on stage with the strippers at the same time trying to outdo each other. And that brought a smile to my face because that's kind of funny. That would be a funny scene. Yeah. But let's get back to this week. Um, moving on from there, Kyle and Dorit are driving to this whole thing is fucking hysterical. What PK put together and not for the reasons people probably think I'm going to say. But I think it's hysterical also that. Dorit has to point out, I had the same exact car because Kyle pulls up at her $165,000 Range Rover. You know what's kind of ridiculous? That car is called an autobiography. 
Yeah, I know. That's kind of douchebaggy. It's so douchey, yeah. right? And that's probably just because this car's going to write your history. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I know that's exactly the selling yeah, point. That's what the car salesman says when they walk into the Range Rover dealer <laughs> or the Land Rover, I guess. This car is going to write your story. So Welcome. Annoying. I hate it so much. Biography. Can we talk about Chris or Crystal? Can we talk about Dorit and Kyle talking on the way over before we get into the PK yeah, Dorit thing? Let's talk about that first. Did you have the same sense that I had? Dorit fucking knows, knows what's right? going on, yeah. right? He knows okay. Exactly what's going because on. I'm sitting there the whole time, like, shut up. You know, we know that you know. Dorit, you're not a great actor. Kyle's not a great actress. Well, they, they, why is Dorit an actor and Kyle's not? I don't know. I just changed it. <laughs> I have no idea why I did that. Don't read into that. I didn't yeah, mean anything. I'm no just stupid. Meaning. And I'm just only pointing it out because it's funny. But no, I, I, watching that scene was annoying to me. Me too. Just fucking talk like normal. You know what's going on. Stop acting. By the fourth or fifth question that Dorit asked, which was the same goddamn question over and over again, she eventually does say specifically, are things okay with you, Mauricio? No, they're not. And you know they're not. What are you putting on a show for the camera for? Just talk plainly, please, for the love of God. I know there's a lot of people out there that watch this, and maybe only some of us understood that you knew what was going on, but don't play dumb with us. Yeah, no, I thought the whole time that they are being coy or trying to be coy. My biggest takeaway, though, is I'm starting to lean more and more into the Mo, and this is probably, like, if he didn't do anything, this is unfair to Mo, but just the way that she's acting. She seems furious at this man. Yeah. She seems like he did something terrible and she doesn't want to out him for it because of the agency or because of her family or because of a million reasons that she could have. But to me, her, the way she's talking, her facial expressions, her body language, everything is like so shut off, cold, angry. And not, she might have reason to be, but I'm, then my tinfoil hat gets put on. I'm like, what happened? Something happened that started this. And she's like, I needed more freedom. I needed to get away from it all. What? Why? What are you running from? What did he do? What happened in your marriage to get you guys to this point? Is it actually the agency? And then when she makes that reference later, she's like, the agency is the other woman. I'm like, that's a weird way to say that. It is a really weird way to say that. And I don't know if she's saying he's not cheating, but he is not treating me like his but wife to anymore. Me, what that does, that implies that she knows that people are questioning things. I will say, if we're just going to take it at face value, it's kind of annoying to watch. The you think more, there's something else going on. Just from her body language. And yeah. I don't know anything. This is purely speculation. But it's just the way that she acts around him, telling his mom about the tattoos, like stuff like that. I'm like, it seems vindictive and it might be for good reason. I'm not saying she's not. It could be. It like, definitely could be doing that. Right. I just want to know what's going on. And I don't think we're ever going to get this answer. I really don't think this one's going to come out. I think it will. I... If, it, if it, there is something, I think it will eventually. But that's the thing. There's been speculation about Mo cheating forever. Like there's been rumors in the past. They make that joke more than once where she's like, at least it's not me this time. Not only that, PK makes the reference when they're talking about the anniversary. He throws him under the bus. Yep. And I was like, that's bizarre. And let's get to that. But before that, Sutton and Garcelle have a quick chat. And we talked about it last week with Jax saying pretty much that he doesn't need a mom anymore. Like he needed you two years ago, not now, because he's 15 and he understands how the world works. But this is why I love Garcelle, because she took that to heart. And now she's trying to work through it, which sucks. I can't imagine hearing that from your child trying to process that and understand where he's coming from, how to fix it, how to get closer to him. And she's torn up about it. And Sutton is the one person that can really understand this because 
they both have to deal with an ex-husband that's heavily involved in their life yeah. because of the kids, because of whatever else is going on. But this scene for me is just another reason of why I love Garcelle. Right. Because I love the vulnerability she's able to show. I love that she's able to talk about these things because it's important because there's a lot of other moms out there that are probably going through the same shit. And by her talking about it, it just, again, the humanizing moments resonating with the audience, resonating with us. This was a cool scene to me. I really hope, and I'm sure they'll figure it out because Garcelle is a good mom. Garcelle is a good person. This is a 15-year-old kid that maybe, you know, the things that he's saying, there is some truth to it. You know, I'm not discrediting his feelings only because he's 15 years old. I do think there's going to be a time, I actually know for a fact there's going to be a time where he thinks he's grown up. He's going to be like, oh, fuck, no, I'm not. Hey, mom, I need help. And oh, Absolutely. Happen. I appreciated the fact that she at least leaned on Sutton. Yeah, me too. In the past, we've seen Garcelle. She's, we applaud her all the time for being as strong as she is. Mm. A lot of times, she just keeps that to herself and tries to handle it point. herself. That's a good point. She's reaching out to Sutton. So that says to me that their friendship has grown into something a little bit more, something a little more substantial. And that's, again, something that we love to see on these shows. Actual friends talking and talking about real things in their lives. Her reaching out means... I'm pretty fucked up about this. Yeah. And I need to talk to somebody about it. She talks to Sutton, which is great because we already started last episode where Sutton's talking about she got divorced and she wants to stick it to her ex-husband to show I can be my own person. I can run my own businesses and create my own sort of wealth and my own life. You get to talk to Sutton who, albeit, has a similar situation. She has an ex-husband. She has kids that bounce back and forth. And they may have felt that way at some point in time. Garcelle can identify that not only as a friend to Sutton, but also as somebody who may have gone through something similar. And she gets the reassurance that she needs. And I feel like with somebody like Garcelle, who, again, is strong as shit, she just needs a little bit of reassurance. And I think she's going to be OK. Let's get to PK's weird anniversary evening. And Kyle said it best. Like your idea of a romantic evening. And don't get me wrong. It's the Beverly Wilshire. It's an historic hotel. It's a beautiful room. It's a beautiful setup. All of those things. But, and maybe this is like a little, this, to me, this whole thing read very differently that I'm trying to do something romantic for my wife. To me, this read as a weird kink that PK had, <laughs> and he wanted to live it out in real time. That's all I can think of. I'm like, this is him, like, I'm having my pretty woman moment. I'm going to get her to Beverly Wilshire. She's going to wear the red dress just like my girl Julia Roberts, and we're going to go to the Beverly Wilshire and tear that room apart. Like, that's all <laughs> I can think of. <laughs> that's actually probably spot on, too, because you could tell even when Kyle was talking to Dorit and the red dresses started to fly in, what film took place at this hotel and Dorit just starts going through all of the options that it could be, none of which took place at the, Be or the Beverly Wilshire mm -hmm. and finally lands on Pretty Woman. But I do like, it seems like PK pretty much had this buttoned up from front to back. He the, the big problem was Dorit is untrustworthy of any other plans that she didn't make. Dude. So that's really funny to see because I think he gets, if anything, he gets a little bit of a continue. He gets a little bit of a kick out of the fact that Dorit is not in control. He's been married to her for how long? I have no idea. I'm not sure. No idea. But she's but a mess. She's a mess. And he probably loves it. But he had everything set up. As soon as she called, he doesn't answer the phone. The kids do. Yeah, it's a He knows immediately she's worried about the children. She's worried about who's watching the kids. If he's doing all of this and you've got Kyle stealing me away and acting like we're going to lunch and we're doing this. What's going on at home? I need to figure it out. Kids answer. Calm down, mom. We're part of it. Yes, yeah, these kids are fucking down. six years old. But why is she so 
up in arms. And this I don't is- know. We don't need to dig into why she might be up in arms with everything else that's going on with Dorit. This is the least of my problems. Yeah, that's a good point. But obviously, she does not trust the plan. And still, obviously, she's going to have a gripe with the fact that she didn't get to pick out what she wanted she to wear. a lot of gripes she, with it. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, he married her. He knows who she is. He knows how she ticks. He didn't seem that upset about it. He thought there was some humor in it, the fact that she was so upset that she couldn't do some certain things. But at the end of the day, it's a surprise. You got to let him take control and just trust him. At the end of the day, I think she had a great time and I think she looks back on it. This looked like a really, I didn't read into this. I didn't read into it like he's making up for something. I didn't read into it See, like I, he I had fucked a, up. I had a very it's different take. cynical. I looked at it like it was just a nice gesture. It's their anniversary and he went all out and he pulled out all the stops. He even had fucking Berlin there. Not in Pretty Woman. I could not believe Berlin was fucking there. Yeah, I could. It makes sense. It's just like he walks in and goes, at Berlin? I was like, that's actually That's the Berlin. real Berlin. That's fucking Berlin. Oh, my God. I watched them on um, Reuniting the Band. You remember that show on yeah. VH1? Yeah. VH1 Ber- went through a really good string they had of shows. a great streak there. Uh-huh. And I watched the Berlin episode of Reuniting the Band. Yep. That was where I remember them from. But, I think Hart was on that, too. Oh, yeah. But here's my counter to you. All right, and this is coming from what Dorit said. I think PK recognizes that they're not doing great. I think that he doesn't understand what the actual reason is, and he thinks that this is a cure-all. I'm going to go all out, grand gesture, show you how much I love you, and Dorit says it to us in a confessional. I don't need the grand gesture. I need you to be there at home. I need you to be there for the kids. I need you to help me. With the day-to-day, I don't need to go to the Beverly Wilshire and reenact your sex fantasy for Pretty Woman. But maybe he did that. Now he's listening to her, and he might do that. If that was the case, we wouldn't be seeing separation rumors coming out. It's just rumors. Right. Could also have something to do with the fact that Kyle and Mauricio are on the rocks, and everybody fucking knows about it, even though they won't say it. So now he's looking at it like, oh, Kyle and Mauricio are on the rocks. That's why he threw that jab in there in the confessional. Let me try to do something really nice to show Dorit that I still care and that or, I'm still present, not like Mauricio. Or Kyle and Mo are going through it. We're also going through it. Everyone's going to be on TV. Maybe I do a grand gesture early on in the season to make everybody think I'm husband of the year so they don't read further into me. Or <laughs> I just wanted one more or in there. Yeah, I, was I have a little really or off something. <laughs> but the last thing, I mean... We get Porsche's birthday, and this is where, like, just seeing the two interact, because we're not really going to talk about the trip to Vegas. We'll talk about that shit yeah. next week. Kyle and Mo around each other, they're not even communicating well. They're not, like, they're not talking on the same page at all. Like, they're bitching and moaning to each other about everything. The guacamole, how to get that out of the thing. She's like, get a spoon. He's like, I don't need a spoon. She's like, well, I'm going to get a spoon to scrape it out. You look back at the guac container, it's empty. Like, that, to me, shows a couple that's not vibing because they're bickering. When you get bickering about every little thing. And then Kyle takes it upon herself. And a lot of people pointed it out to us. And obviously, not obviously, for those that do not know, in the Jewish religion, if you get a tattoo, you cannot get buried in a Jewish cemetery. That's a thing. And I know that because of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. But that paints the tattoo thing in a different picture for me. I still don't think that Mo has any place telling her what she can and cannot put on her body. I think that's insane. I also think once you have one tattoo, one, you can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery. So at that point, why does it matter how many she has? Yeah. And Mo, you have one. However, for Kyle to take it upon herself to tell the mom 
that Mo also has it. Not only does she have tattoos, but Mo has one as well. Did not seem like a playful, fun thing that she tried to play it off like that. Then says to her kids, oh, now he's mad at me. Yeah, I would be too, because that's something that he could have told his mom or just not told her at all, because that's clearly going to have a bigger effect on the mom than it Mm -hmm. is for Kyle and Mo. Like she cares about that. That's something that's important to her. It's something that she doesn't need to know. And if she does know, Mo can tell her. Mo can tell her I have a tattoo. So now he's pissed. She's pissed. And it's just, again, the bickering. Something's up. And we know something's up. This is the thing, though, with that. I don't see much of a behavioral difference in Mo. I don't either. Him doing the thing with the guacamole, he would have done that for the past 10 years that we've seen him on the show. I agree. A thousand percent. He wouldn't have done anything during this birthday Outside of the fact that obviously Kyle said something to his mom and he was pissed about it. Yeah. That's the only kind of askew thing, but that's a reasonable reaction to something that happened. Yes, maybe there was a little more temper in there than usual. Maybe he would have let her go and then talk to her after instead of doing it there. Maybe he would have done that. Exactly. His behavior isn't changing. Her behavior has changed radically. I agree. If you're the guilty party in this, if you're, if we want to lean into what you said earlier and we want to believe Mo did something and now Kyle is spurned and she doesn't know how to react to it, I think we would see different behavior from Mo. We're not seeing any different behavior from Mo. We're seeing different behavior from Kyle. I'm going to spin it entirely. Mo might be working really fucking hard. Kyle might feel neglected. Kyle might have already cheated on him. Kyle may have been sitting in this whole thing saying, I'm the guilty party here. Let me change my behavior. I'm going to be erratic now. I'm going to do all these weird, uncomfortable things like talk to your mom and tell her that you've got tattoos. I'm going to bitch at you for not getting the guacamole out the right way that I told you to do it. I'm going to sit here and do all of these things and make weird comments and make you uncomfortable because I feel weird. I have been working out. I'm not drinking anymore. I'm living my best life. You are neglecting me. I have cheated on you now. Mo hasn't changed his behavior at all. She is changing the behavior. She might be the aggressor overall. Hot take. Could be a hot take. I might be right. I'm leaning towards the fact that I'm fucking right. Well, I think if you lay it out in evidence, because and when you read the comments, because that's where we get most of the feedback on the Kyle and Mo thing. Everyone's very quick to point out that there's been rumors about Mo in the past. Yep. And they might be true. Who knows? We have seen evidence that Kyle's hanging out with Morgan Wade. We've seen it. We've seen the music video, the speculation, the fact that Morgan Wade in the preseason trailer says, yeah, she stalked me in my DMs. Like, there's a lot of strange behavior going on there. To your point, she's the one acting differently. I'm not going to say that either of them cheated. You know me. I'm going to wait and see what comes out and go from there. But I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. I also wouldn't be surprised if Mo cheated. I also wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if this is a... A situation like um, Will Smith and Jada, where seven years ago they stopped doing things. But I think that again, actually might be the most likely response. That might be, but even so, like Dorit pointed out earlier in the episode, they're not hanging. Like they used to hang out all the time. They used to couple off together. They used to do their thing. They used to post each other all the time. That all stopped in the past year. Yeah, it's not like over time. I don't know. That this is one where usually when we're watching these shows, we can gather enough evidence or lack thereof, whatever, to speculate. This one's a hard one to speculate. I kind of like it, though, because it's a challenge. It is a challenge. We're not, we don't know exactly what happened. We know what's going on now, but neither side is talking. Nothing is leaking out. There's no hard, substantial evidence. There's just a lot of hearsay. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of people speculating what it may have, may or may not have been. 
we get to sit here and actually analyze the two of them together we're doing. and try to fucking figure out what the hell's going on. In the past, we, like I said, we either knew or we got to the bottom of it pretty quickly based yeah. on the evidence in front of us that's portrayed on the television show. We are not getting that. No. And we've been, we've been going hard. through it. And I, I think, you know what? I think we deserve a challenge. <laughs> Shit's been too easy so far. Make <laughs> it hard for us. We're Bravo. too good at this. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, we are back in Roslick and another really good episode. Great season so far. Big fan of this show. My issue now is that there's too many good shows on. There's no shows that are going to take away my attention. Like, I'm going to watch all of them. Usually I can watch, like, if, like Winter House. Like, we've obviously whacked Winter House for the time being. It might be a fill-in show, like, as we go on. Yeah, because there's going to be something like what happened to Salt Lake last week. Where Salt we don't Lake have it there. Yeah, and we'll do a Winter We'll House. catch up on Winter House. Because it won't take long, I'll tell you that much. No, it won't. But it's just, it's tough. Because I'm locked into all of these. And they're all good. They're all putting up. So... We're back with Roslick, and we start out with Justin and Whitney, and uh, they're still not communicating very well because it starts out with Whitney wanting to clear the air with Mary. They're going to go out to sit down dinner or lunch, whatever it is, but we find out that they're having a birthday party for Bobby. They don't even know what weekend it is because Whitney says, yeah, it's the day of her birthday, and Justin's like, well, I have that conference for work, which I hate that. I hate when you have a work excuse. You can't go to your kid's birthday. That sucks. She, on a weekend, Justin? It's just it all like it's you strike me as a work hard kind of guy. It's your kid's birthday, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it supersedes everything else, but they agree to move it to the weekend before. And she says, I have my thing for Prism that same day or the day prior. Like, I'm gonna need help. And his response even then was not very he's like, I'll do what I can. It's like, no, she's moving the party for you so you can be there. And it seems like he would have preferred it. His response to it being on her actual birthday is, I'm not going to be gone all day. I'm like, oh, cool. So you can make it to the end of it. I can, like, call her. What do you mean? That's the bare minute. You should call her the minute you wake up. It's her yeah. fucking birthday, dude. It's your kid. What do you, that, that to me, and we used to, I used to applaud Justin. I used to think he was a great guy. The more I'm seeing. The I'm only like, reason that we thought that Justin was a great guy is because the rest of the dads are duds. And now, but they seem like good dads. John is a good dad. They all seem like good. Seth seems like a I don't good even. Dad. We didn't see Seth. We haven't seen Seth all season, pretty much. Not this season, but in the past, I've seen yeah. Seth. Like they are, uh, they are fucking robots. It's just that Justin had a bit of a personality, and we were kind of okay with that. That's exactly what. Now it was. I'm like, all right, your personality sucks, though. Your personality dude. sucks. You're checked out of your marriage, and you're gonna. I think that's m- what it is. I think at the end of the day, that's exactly what it is. He hasn't worn his wedding ring for weeks. I think he's just fully checked out of the marriage. I don't I think he wants that. to be there anymore, but he doesn't have the balls to finish it. That's a Hey, you said it, not me. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it again. <laughs> but moving on from that, um, we get Heather and Monica and they're snowmobiling, which looks like a blast. And then I'm looking at the guy like doing the snowmobiling lessons. I'm like, why the fuck don't I just move to Colorado? Me and Dev move out there. And I just teach snowmobiling. Take people on treks up to the top of mountains. I had a gripe with this guy. Oh, we've had snowmobiling instructors in the past. Beverly Hills last year. Yeah. That dude loved life. This guy hated life. He did seem like he, he was, was not, not to be out into there. it. He did not want to do his job. He saw the cameras. He didn't give a shit. Mm. He made sure. That, what did they do? They went to the top of one summit and then looked over. And as soon as All right, Heather, Heather, Heather popped off of the snowmobile, started commenting on how pretty it was. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's really pretty. 
All right, we're going to head over here now. Yep. Just immediately. Like, let them soak it in. They're paying you, bro. This is your job. Get a little enthusiasm. <laughs> it's a really funny This is thing. the worst instructor for any activity, any sort of water or snow activity that we've seen pretty much since we started doing the show. Definitely the least enthused. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. But I like in this scene when they get back to the lodge and they're chit-chatting, Heather clocked LD immediately. Mm -hmm. The minute that she saw that whole thing transpiring, she immediately saw that Monica was the Let's one. Let's call her Linda. Happened. Fuck LD. Yeah. LD's too cool of a name for Linda. She's definitely a Linda. It doesn't make sense. Whatever. I, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Her last name is Darnell. Oh. No, it's, it's Linda Darnell. It's not yeah. Linda. I, I just realized that now because that's what she called nah, Monica it's, at dinner. It's because it's Linda. Yeah. I'm sticking with that. Okay. But I'm glad that Heather immediately comes to Monica's side and she says, I saw what was going on that resonated with me because when I left the church, my mom and I pretty much parted ways entirely. And it's been a really difficult road trying to find our way back. And when I saw your mom taking Angie's side, when I saw your mom yelling at you and reprimanding you for your part in this and not taking your side, it broke my heart for you. And I'm glad there's somebody else on the show. And it's not even just her. Whitney. It's a match made in heaven. Honestly. These two could be great. They could be great for the show. They could be great for each other. And that's the thing that I'll applaud Monica for. She went into the show. Obviously, she already knew Angie. She probably already knew Angie sucked. Mm -hmm. And that's why she immediately burnt that bridge because Angie stinks. She moved on and she's been susceptible to pretty much any friendship that's thrown her way. Anybody wants to be nice to Monica, she will indulge that. And I think that's a great outlook to come into this show. She could have come in and had, when she talked about all the dirt that she had on all these women from Jen, she could have had a vendetta against half of them. She didn't. She's letting them talk. She's letting them get close to her and seeing what they can bring. And I feel like Heather and Monica together is a good force. It's a good tandem for the show. And I really look forward to watching it. I do too. It's going to be interesting to watch them work together. Kiki. Kiki. Yeah, there you go. We do find out in this scene that Monica's mom left her with her neighbors so that she could go pursue her dreams in New York City. We've heard about this already, but this is the official moment that it happens, which is despicable behavior to leave your kid and then just bounce to New York to go gallivant with your friends or whatever the fuck she was doing. Well, New York is expensive. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But moving on, we get Jack, John, and Lisa. And Jack and John are sitting talking before Lisa comes back. And this changed a lot for me. I did not realize that JB husband boss went on a mission himself. Yeah. So we do not where I before was saying, I get that Heather wants to like give her two cents on the mission. That was me thinking that Lisa had no prior knowledge of what that entails. If John's done it, then Heather needs to butt out entirely. They have somebody with experience. Granted, he was in Vegas and Jack is going to Columbia. Yeah. Wow. But it did make me feel better about the situation. I was like, all right, at least John knows what to expect. He knows what's about to happen. So, But I think that goes to show you a little bit more of the family dynamic there. Because when Jack was sitting with John, he was listening intently. Everything that John was saying he about this. He doesn't like his mom right now. He does not like his mom right now. But then Lisa sits down and immediately goes and talks about all of her friends that went on the mission. She did not go on a mission. She says, these girls were crazy. And let me tell you, these girls were crazy. And I've got a point to this story, okay? It's like, all right. like That was her roommate in college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what did I say? High school? No, you said that other girls that went on missions when they were younger. I, I was indicating that we're friends. Whatever. Semantics. What are you getting at me for? Because it's not the same thing. She's talking about her college roommate, not people that she was on a mission with. No, uh, whatever. It, <laughs> I, I knew what I meant. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a podcast, yeah. that's really yeah. all that matters. That's all that matters, <laughs> that you know what you're talking about. Shut up, all right? I'm talking. 
But no, you get to see the dynamic. And John sitting down, I feel like, is actually really important because, and maybe he's talked about it before, and this is just them doing it on camera. I don't really know. But he gets a little bit of insight, and John tells him everything that could be good about this. And this is what I did, and he milked a cow in Vegas. Weird. Not really sure how that worked, but okay. That's part of the mission trip. This is what you can kind of expect. And obviously, it was in 1993, so things could have changed. But Jack listened the whole time. And he gave him the respect of going through the story to provide that perspective because Jack has no idea what's going to go on. Obviously, he's going to have some friends with him. He's going to be able to figure things out. Columbia is not exactly the best place to go, but he'll figure it out. Lisa sitting down. He gets annoyed immediately. I felt so bad for her in that moment. I, I did feel bad for her. And at the same time, I we've given Jack a little bit of bit, a little bit of shit just because he's been kind of an asshole to his, his mom. No, he about has this. been an asshole. But at the same time, as a, as an eighteen year old guy, as an eighteen year old kid, if your mom's talking about that and kind of being annoying about you going on a mission, I understand why she found out less. But at the same time, and I get it, he's an eighteen year old. He's he's gonna have an attitude, whatever. She's just trying to connect with you before you leave for two years. So Probably. she's throwing stories out there that don't resonate. And they, she's they, they so stuck on the fact that she found out last, though. But wouldn't you be? No. Yeah, I disagree with that, man. Like, if you're the if you me and my son, mom, if you're his mom, and everybody at that party knew before you did, yeah, I would feel like shit if Poppy told me something last, like some major life decision she made. How many of you little shits found out about? Yeah, how many that's, of you that's bastards? You as a dad. Yeah, that's what she meant to say. But I felt like I I genuinely feel for her because it has to be hard. She's not doing anything differently. It's just he's annoyed with her because yeah. he's an eighteen year old kid and he's a dickhead right now. Right now. Right now. And he's 18, so I don't care. I'll call him a dickhead. When he's 17, I wouldn't have said that. He's 18 going on a mission. He's being a dickhead to his mom. Yeah, I'm not going to call him a little bitch, but, you know, he doesn't bite kids in the playground. No, he's kind of a little bitch. Maybe he bit Hudson. (laughs) 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 I'm going to keep saying that everyone else Somebody could. Somebody did it. We'll find out. Might have been Whitney. That was my claim last week. But whatever. The next scene, we get Heather, Meredith, Whitney, and Monica, and they're going cross-country skiing, which looked as about... Or snow sports. Yeah, it looked about as exciting as it sounded. Cross-country skiing is not fun. There's no it's way just, it's There's fun. no way it's a good time. It's and I know we're pissing off stupid. like five people right now by saying this, but... Yeah, and look, if you guys find some enjoyment in that, good for you, because I sure as hell can't. Like the whole point of skiing is to go fast. Go fast. I want to go fast. Snowboarding, go fast. You ain't first or last. I don't want to go uphill on skis. That no. sounds horrible. No, it sounds strenuous. And for what? To go back down? Going back down sounds kind of fun. But now, now you they, got my attention. No, because when they went back down on the fast parts, they were still going slow. Well, unless you're Monica and you fall. Yeah. No, Whitney's the one that fell. Then Monica. No, Monica kind of like keeled over. Stopped. That was her stopping. Yeah. But regardless, they go cross country skiing. And this is where we get a lot of insight into Monica's mom. We got a little bit with Heather earlier. But this is where she starts to spill the beans. And it's everything that you and I said from the first time we saw her apologizing to Angie on behalf of Monica, telling Monica to be quiet. We both said narcissist. She is gaslighting. She's trying to look better on TV because she's a shitty mom. Now we get evidence. And everybody that was in the comments saying the fact that you guys would defend Monica for her behavior at that party, you didn't see through it. We did immediately. We didn't even balk at it because now we get evidence. Her mom took her fucking car. She put the car in her mom's name, makes the payments on the car. The mom took the car from a single mother to prove a fucking point. That's who we're dealing with here. If you think that that woman who also left her daughter with strangers to go to New York City by herself, couldn't bring her daughter with her because it's too expensive. 
that's the person we're dealing with. This is a bad mom. This is a narcissistic mother. It's somebody that's using this show as a platform to try to paint herself in a better light. And instead, thank God this is coming out now because I was even getting frustrated last week reading the comments. I'm like, how can you not see what the mom's trying to do? How can you not see through this bullshit and what she's continuing to put her daughter through? Yeah. Like that's the sickening part. And instead of focusing on the fact that it's a, it's a fucked up relationship and Monica's doing her best to be a mom that is not going to repeat this cyclical behavior that's in her family, people want to vilify her for causing a scene at a fucking Easter party. Who cares? It was Greek Easter, first off. Oh, you're right. Maybe that's why. <laughs> that's a good My point. Bad. You got to make the distinction. Very important. It was Greekster. But a couple of really <laughs> smart fellas said <laughs> that Monica was reverting back to her teenage self around her mother. Who are those smart fellas? Just a couple of really handsome guys <laughs> talking about the psychological relationship between mother and daughter. And that's what we saw. And guess who said it? Monica said it. Yep. So we were right again. Stupid but, commenters. But it, it was nice to see Heather highlight the, that she has a similar thing. And then for Whitney to come in and say, I haven't talked to my mom or didn't talk to my mom for 13 years after I left the church. It has to be such a validating feeling for Monica to be new in this group and find out that she has support. She has women that can understand what she's going through. Even Meredith is on her side, which I didn't see. I, I figured Meredith would still take the side of like. I would love it if Meredith would just fucking show up and be like a normal person for the rest of the can. season I, but it would be nice because in that moment in this scene it was nice it until was nice. whitney and meredith got into it which we'll go into in a second but it was nice and she was supportive and nice and happy and giving advice and sharing a little bit of her life and where she came from and joking and laughing if we got that meredith for like 70 percent of the season i would be so happy with it but we don't get that, and it's so frustrating. No, we don't, and we immediately get reminded of that because Whitney, and you were right, and I'll give you credit here because I said that she she plots these things, and it's like her finding the right time to drop a bomb. It's not. It's not. It's, not. it's just it pops in her head, and she just has to say it. They're having a good time. This is about Monica in this moment for me, right? This is about them yep. coming to her aid and being like, hey, we got you, girl. Let's have some charcuterie on this table since we're filming right tailgating? now so we have to tailgate because it's on film that was a weird scene but whitney immediately is like i need to talk to you meredith because it makes me uncomfortable that you've repeatedly said you want to ruin angie's life <laughs> it's like well she didn't explicitly say those <laughs> words she said that there are some rumors out there and i like that meredith or sorry that whitney points out that the pattern that we've all recognized yes this has happened before with multiple different people you're doing it again and flat out says that to meredith and meredith's response was well i almost died you drove right past me you drove past didn't text me. me for two weeks and i almost and almost died and i love that whitney immediately goes i didn't realize that i drove past a car that was stuck kind of snowbank. stuck in a snowbank didn't think anything of it then saw your post and didn't put two and two together because you said you were hanging off of a cliff and almost died. Were you that scared for your life? And Meredith goes, what did Meredith even say? I like, did see my life flash before you my You can't eyes. tell me my truth. But yeah, the more... So when it happened initially, I was on the side of, well, let's not belittle the experience because maybe, you know, it's Utah. There could easily be a road with a cliff on one side. Mm -hmm. The more that the music in the background is very like... It's like circus music. Yeah. And the more that Whitney's like, mm, that didn't really, didn't seem that big of a deal. 
I'm starting to lean towards what Whitney said, and she flat out says Meredith is using this to her advantage because she wants to sidestep other things. She doesn't want to address the fact that she caused all this shit with the rumor. And here's an easy out. I almost died last week. No one's going to question that. Not only that, but there are children in Africa. There are children are also in Africa. Having a hard time. Yeah. Thanks, Meredith. What does that have to do with you being an asshole? <laughs> in that moment, do you think she was thinking about the children in Africa? Or do you think she was thinking about her Instagram post? Children in Africa. What was No, there was, was it that? They were toothless and homeless. Oh, that's a different show. But yeah, they're I all uh, just. And I look. I like that Whitney does this only because it puts it out there and now people have to respond. I don't like that Meredith always sidesteps. She does. And I don't think it really matters who says it and who brings it up. And I I was actually really surprised that Whitney was able to string those thoughts together because we've talked about it and we've laid it out that this is a strategy that Meredith has enacted multiple times. And we see it over the course of a couple of seasons. Whitney saying it. At first, I was thinking it was not the right move. You can go about it a different way. And then when I really thought about it, there is no better way to there go about it. There is no way to you go about it. You have to just come out and say it. Maybe if it was somebody else, it may have been taken differently. But I feel like Meredith sidesteps it no matter what. Yeah. It's just about timing and place. You could have done it in the middle of a dinner because Lord knows we've got about 10 dinners for the rest of the season, I'm sure. You can do it when everybody's around and they can chime in and make Meredith feel like shit because it is what she does. But at the end of the day, I feel like there's no other outcome that we could have expected other than Meredith sidestepping it and talking about something else that is near and dear to her heart, like potentially falling off of a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope we get someone needs to go to that road and just film it and we'll see how treacherous it actually is. If it gets to the point that Whitney and Meredith are at odds and they're still at odds, we could probably reach out to Whitney and just have her go take a picture of the oh cliff. God, she would do that in a heartbeat. A great idea. Yeah. I'm going to try to do that regardless. Yeah. But moving on from there, we get a quick scene with Angie and her dad at home. And again, all I could think about is this was set up. You're trying. Like, I didn't seem genuine. The only genuine moment is when he walked in the door and she's like, Hey, how are you? Like, I was like, Oh, that sounded real. That's the first time I've heard you have a real interaction. Then everything else seemed like, and yeah, the background story of her dad is very touching. The fact that he was a family man, they had all these kids, his wife passed away, he stepped up, took care of his children. All of those things are fucking awesome. Not taking away from any of it. I don't understand how when I watch these scenes week in and week out with Angie when she's solo, and none of it seems real. It just doesn't. And you would think that this many times in, we filmed at your house multiple times. You had a full party. Not one time has it seemed authentic. And we do get an authentic Whitney when they're out with everybody else. It's sure. just she cannot carry a solo scene. And I, I'm really hoping authentic that... Authentic Angie. Authentic Angie. You said authentic Whitney. Did I? Yeah. How about that? It's not even a Freudian slip. I think it's just a long night for the boys. But we don't get her carrying a solo scene. And I really hope that Bravo recognizes this. Unless they want to paint her. I I think they kind of did her a little bit dirty. Because after she was cooking with her dad and they sat down and ate, they zoomed in on the fact that she had like grease splatter on her shirt. Oh, didn't they really? Did you see that? No, that's mean. Yeah, that's kind of mean. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of mean. But other than that, I don't need these scenes with her anymore. We know who she is. I literally wrote down, could do without this scene. She's a she's a slot filler. I think they'll find somebody else to replace her next year because she just doesn't bring anything to the show in a group setting, in a solo setting, in any setting at all. You know what she brings to the show? A rumor about her husband. 
Pretty much. And Maybe that was the angle honestly, they're taking. I don't and care. that was fucking weird. Sean comes in from the salon, walks up to the table, is very cold, and production might have done him dirty, but, like, her dad's sitting there, and he goes, "What? I wrote it down. What did he say? He said, uh, is Sean joining? I thought Sean was joining us for dinner. He Oh, he arrives, says, I'm going to go shower, and says, take care, guys. Yep. Take care. Take care, guys. Doesn't come. even really look at them. Doesn't no. talk to the doesn't dad. Knowledge. Doesn't do anything. But I still had a problem with the fact that Angie's sitting there with her dad, and her dad asks where Sean is. She says he had to run down to the salon. He'll be back in a few minutes. And her dad asked a second time, is he going to eat with us? If he's not going to eat with us, he's going to have to serve himself because we're not going to wait. And she just doubles down and says he'll be back in a few minutes. Like, even then, you can't give a different answer. You're talking to your dad. Who else do you have a really good relationship with in your family that I can finally fucking see you have a real conversation she's with somebody? She's not going to do that. It's just like she's she is <laughs> a shitty actor. She is everything that she says just doesn't make any sense. And it seems like it's off of a script that she wrote for herself. I agree with that, that part. Maybe she just never got to the point where she was a good scriptwriter. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like watching a robot or AI. AI could probably do her job better than she's doing right now. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where she goes after this it's, season. It's where not. Season oh, it goes. It's not going to be interesting to see where she goes. <laughs> I don't care. Well, Nothing keep, she does is interesting. Let's it's keep just going. Let's, even her scandalous husband. I don't care anymore. I don't care about the storyline. We're story not line. getting anything from I it. I care and about you, everybody else. I care about everybody. The funny else. thing is, if people gave a shit and people in that group in that cast cared about what was going on, we would still be talking about it. It That's was brought up. Point. It was brought up once, and then honestly, it was brought up at one party just because it's split between two episodes. Doesn't count. It was brought up once. It'll come and back then it's eventually. Gone. But again, I don't care. It doesn't anymore. matter to I me. I don't care anymore. Nope. But the next scenes with Mary and Whitney, and I don't know why they're forcing this. Like you're not going to reconnect. And Whitney apologizes for saying that Mary and her husband slash grandfather. Our step predators. grandfather. Step, sorry, step grandfather. Put a step in there. No, you do. That, that is a, actually an important distinction. Weirdly enough, <laughs> thank you. I know. Weirdly enough, that is an important distinction. But she called them predators in regards to their church or whatever the fuck they're doing. I don't. I need that fucking documentary, man. I know. I need it so bad. But Mary's so stuck on that, which anybody would be if somebody called you that. But at the same time, Whitney is trying her best to smooth things over. Mary does not give her the time of day. And then says, like, I would never say anything about people. I would never do this. Like, that's all you do is talk shit about people frequently, whether it's a confessional or in the same room as them. And this is where, and I know we've joked about it. I know that you're on one side of it. I'm over Mary. I don't think it's fun. This isn't a fun scene. This is not like a fun Mary moment. This is Mary being an asshole to the waiter, which made no sense. Like, they spilled on your plate, man. Shit happens. Don't, that reaction she had was ridiculous. The fact that she can't box up her own fucking food is not a quirky, fun thing. It's annoying. And I don't it's think she was being quirky and fun. I think she's, she's not. Being yeah. I agree. But I'm saying like where people could see a house of like, oh, like she can't even box her own food. Wait, ha, wait, ha, wait, ha. wait, wait. You're saying now that you don't need Mary at all? I'm done with Mary. Your whole point of this entire season was you want more Mary. I wanted more Mary, but if this is what more Mary is. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Yeah, so maybe you were right. I, ne- I, never, I never needed this much Mary. I need Mary to show up to a party where there's a ton of people. She can have a couple of one-liners and fucking leave. That's so, okay. I do not need to know about her life. I don't need to know Unless about Unless it's her. about the church. Unless it's about the church. I do not need to know about any ongoings in her life between her and her son or whatever the fuck else is going on. Everything she does is awkward. 
is not human, whatever the fuck she is. She could be an alien for all I know. That would actually make more sense to me. But this scene is something I did not need. And Whitney started off this episode by talking about how she was going to reconcile with everybody. She's going to talk to this person. She's going to talk to this person. She's going to figure this out and do that. She did everything that she set out to do. So I got to give her some credit because she at least wrote down a to-do list and hit every notch. But sitting down with Mary for dinner, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think Whitney thinks like the rest of us. No, I think she thinks, well, here's the thing. Most people in a scenario where they're trying to reconcile with somebody would bite the bullet on, I need an apology in return. Yeah, but with, this is, she does this is not. therapy Whitney who knows therapy about Whitney communication needs and needs back. something back. Which yes. is fine. Like, I'm not saying that you're wrong for that. Mary was actually correct in saying she's really going to go off about some text messages I sent her when she said this. It's like, yeah. okay, that's fair. Yeah, that, that is fair because we've seen text messages. People do that all the time, whatever. But calling, like, the word predator carries a ton of weight. Right. So for you to say that. In a public forum. You know what it is? It would be like Adriana going to that dinner with Alexia and saying, I need you to apologize for saying that my ankle injury wasn't that bad. Right. While I apologize for saying that about that's Frank. A, that's a really good comparison. They're, they don't weigh the same amount. Well, regardless, I'm I'm over Mary. And if, you know, she settles back into the role of funny one-liner here and there, great. But I'm with you. I This is why we don't need any more. This is going to end up being one of those things where something precedes a funny situation and it's going to be mary talking on watch what happens live saying that andy needed she her to will save the show not be she's not going to save the show no she's not going to be asked she's not going to be asked on back. she live. sucks i don't need her i don't need any more of her after watching that scene i don't even need her funny little quips because i feel like the show is better without her she hurts and the next show year if they give her to angie and bring in somebody else this could be a very 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 good show and it's already a really good show good, i'm really enjoying it really good show mary hurts it Mary hurts She's it. She's hurting the show right now, and I don't think that's what they expected, but that's nope. what we're getting. We're almost there. So close. We're now at Jack's mission reveal party, and my one snafu here with Lisa, she says that it's normal to have a big mission reveal party. It's this similar to like, what was A gender reveal a party. gender reveal or something. She yep. was, it's very normal. You don't know anything about this process. You didn't go on a mission yourself. How do you know that this is the norm to throw a big a big reveal party? I, I didn't really have an issue with that. No, I, had, a, I had an issue with comparing it to a gender reveal party. Not, I'm not like, oh, you're an idiot. But you're also it's stupid. It's more so like, I just thought it was funny because she's not really clued into what this whole thing entails. But regardless, right. I feel bad for her because I think she's just trying to connect with Jack before he leaves. And he's giving her no wiggle room, even in this scene. Like, he's really, when she talks, he looks away. It's sad. Well, the first thing that she said when she gets up there is, how many of you knew th- about everybody. this before I did? Everybody. I get that everybody did, but do you really need to do that in front of everybody? Yeah. You want to embarrass him more? You know what? Yeah. He's already, all right. Well, yes. Fine. Because if you can't tell your mom, man, like, and and not for the reason. That could be a different it issue. was, I can't tell my mom. Because she's not going to understand. Fine. She told he told John before he told her two weeks. Two weeks prior. He's don't you have an issue with the telling fact, her? Don't you have an issue with the fact that the husband didn't tell the wife for no. two weeks? Uh, Why? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I yeah. Back. Yeah. I do. Right, I was about to. But my thing is, he's doing this to be mean. He's just being a meanie. He's a he's a, a big meanie. He's a, just a big meanie. But we find out. I almost sidetracked us. Don't do that. We're so close. We find out the big reveal. He's going to Bogota, Colombia. Have you seen the Book of Mormon? 
Yes. You have. Yeah. I wanted so bad to have that that sound that they make when they find out where they're going. It's oh like, yeah. Brrrt. Like <laughs> you're going to Colombia. That's the funny Brrrt. thing too, because it's you know that he already knows where he's going. He's read that piece of paper a million times, probably figuring out. He this was no, not no, a, no, he had no, the paper was, open. The paper was already open before he got up there. I'm he not knows. Say he already knew. Because they did say they get it that day. It's an email. And well, then you I'm saying out. he knew that day. He might have known that day. It's not like but Magic Ink appeared when he was. I hated. Although the Mormons, you know, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking Scientology. Never mind. Different. <laughs> but I hated. And this isn't his fault. He's an 18 year old. But he was like, my little brother has been super supportive, both pre-mish and post-mish. And I'm like, no, do not abbreviate mission why pre-mission you have a problem with that i hated that that was awful that's an awful abbreviation oh no i I say shit like that i know you do and i fucking hate it (laughs) what do you mean i tell you that when you say stupid shit i do it on here uh what are you doing that you coming over that i'm at a commission yeah like exactly like idiot but and then he goes like he starts the letter off. And it's like, dear Elder Barlow, and immediately in my head, I'm like, hello, my name is Elder Price, and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. You're welcome for that little ditty. But let's finish this thing up. Second ditty of the day. Hey, when I get tired, I get uh, into the ditties. Get a little ditty in you. I get a little ditty in you. Little p ditty in you. Mm-hmm. Tupac. Uh, Tinfoil right. hat. <laughs> Push. Push. <laughs> One more scene. <laughs> One more scene. We get to Monica's dinner with her mom, and this is all the evidence you've ever needed as to why Linda is not a good person. And from the jump, she's fake crying at the table. She's emotionally manipulating or attempting to emotionally manipulate Monica in that scene. She like literally looks up to see if Monica's paying attention to her crying and then goes back to quote unquote crying. It's awful. <clears throat> and then she goes, well, that just gave me a headache. Well, good. You deserve the <laughs> headache because you're sitting there. You forced crying. yourself to cry. You forced yourself to cry. Why and... are they doing this at a restaurant, by the way? I do not know. That's such a bad call. I think the mom wanted to. Because it's a public space. So she's, again, here's, here you go. It's a public space in which if she is showing that she's hurt and she's upset and she's crying in public and Monica comes on too strong in a restaurant surrounded by people, it's going to paint Monica as the bad guy again. It's all calculated. Everything she's doing is calculated to try to make Monica look crazy, neglectful, that she is unwilling to move forward in their relationship. Everything that she's saying, how do we move forward? She's trying to pit it on her, mm-hmm. but when she gets frustrated, the real Linda comes out. When you see her bobbing her head back and forth, when she calls her a motherfucker, when she starts cussing at her, that's Linda. A great response back to the motherfucker because obviously Monica needed a little bit of clarification. Did you just call me a fucker? No, I called you a motherfucker. Would have been, well... I don't fuck with you, mom. Oh, that, that would have been so sick. Good. That would have been awesome. But I'm really help. Uh, I think it's really helpful that Monica was able to sit down with Heather, hear Heather's story, hear Whitney's story, talking about their dysfunctional families with their mom in particular, understanding that other people go through this because that's got to be one of the biggest things. You feel like it's just you. This is a dynamic that only you are going through when you hear that other people are going through something similar. It gives a little bit of perspective. We saw a much stronger Monica. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because Monica was in an argument with Angie and then her mom obviously side fucking swiped her and then came in and and apologized on her behalf, which was a shit move. She came in so much stronger today and I'm so thankful for it. She didn't break down. Obviously she started going back and forth, but then she immediately, which is usually I get mad at this, but she did immediately say, why are you yelling? 
when she was raising her voice. Love that move for Monica because I'm rooting for fucking Monica in this, obviously. Her mom's fucking deplorable. She's a terrible human being. She was a terrible mother. We get to hear more, and she admits the things that Monica's saying. She could have said, you were fucking nine years old. You didn't know what was going on. That's not what happened. Instead, she says, yes, I was making out with a guy in the car. That happened one time. That happened one time. What was I supposed to do? I dropped you off in Pennsylvania, and then I went up to New York. I didn't realize how expensive New York was going to be. I can't bring kids up there. You're a fucking mom. What do you mean? Go find a job anywhere, somewhere that is, you know, a little cheaper to live in so that you can support your family. What is Monica doing right now? Monica's living in Salt Lake City, raising kids on her own, obviously of her own doing, but she's owning that and she understands where that comes from. She's having a hard time. You're not fucking helping. And I bet at the end of the day, she probably made Monica pay for dinner because she, I can't imagine she's got any money of her own. And she had strategies last week that we saw. She's trying to get on with uh, Angie's dad. So I, I just I don't need any more of my, I hope this is the end of Monica's mom on the show. We got one little nail in the coffin. That's it. I'm done. That you want any more? We said no. Okay. That was good. I think I wasn't sure if you wanted her to go through it again. No, okay. no. God, what? <laughs> no, no. Her mom. Oh, yeah. If her mom gets dragged again on TV, great. I'll, I'll watch that again because she deserves it. The fact that she's trying to yeah. do this to Monica on TV is gross. I think Monica realizes now that this is what she's doing. She's just showing her face on TV, trying to play the sympathy card, trying to play the mom card. I'm and just glad that Monica's... Monica puts up with none of it. Yep. She's like, this is bullshit and I'm not doing this anymore. And until we fix this, the one thing that I can control, that I, Monica, can control is to break this cycle of my family that does Her this. mom suggested they go to couples therapy. Yeah. Get fuck out of here. And I think, honestly, Monica's reaction to it, I think they will. Probably. I really think At the end of the will. day, I mean, it is your mom. So yeah, what are you going to do? She's a narcissist, so she's going to play the therapist. She's not going to go in there with actual good intentions. She's going to try to flip it so that Monica looks crazy. Well, hopefully they go to a therapist that knows what they're doing. Now, you know who's a great therapist? Don't say it. Eagle woman. Oh. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Uh, I, was, I was thinking back to Atlanta. No. Oh. Doctor uh, Drew, Drew and uh, what's his name? Drew and Ralph. Drew and Ralph's. Um, I forget his name. No, no, no. I was trying to tie it all in. We were and we started the episode uh, with Eagle Woman. Yeah, we finished with Eagle I Woman. I kind of fucked it so up. So now the commenter who's getting mad at us for making fun of Eagle Woman can get double mad. Yeah, get mad again. By the way, the what's her name? The Urban Healer. The Urban Shaman. Urban Shaman. That's the that's the route she should have gone. Absolutely that's the route. One. I can even see the logo on her. On I am her the Urban uniform. Shaman. I, that's <laughs> sick. That's great. I'd watch that movie. You'd even go to that sound bath. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Let's... I have principles. Do you? <laughs> but that takes us to the questions. Let's jump right in so that I can get back to prepping. Up first. Oh, interesting. From Taryn Rose C. Why does it feel like no one wants to be on this show anymore in regards to Beverly Hills? I don't get that vibe. I don't either. I don't get that vibe. Taryn, you comment back next week. If you're a, a Rena fan, let us know. Yeah. That e- might explain be. to us why you think that. If yeah. You comment, if you want to ask another hold my judgment until then. Yeah. We will suspend judgment until then. From Joanne Beach, is PK for real pretty woman bullshit for an anniversary surprise? Loner jewelry? <laughs> yeah, it was loner jewelry. That is true. Was that the jewelry from the movie too? It was a five million dollar necklace. I don't know if it was. I don't think so. I think the one in the movie was diamonds, wasn't it? It wasn't. That was red. diamonds. It was red though. From DJ Nelt asked a three parter, and I wasn't going to do this, but I did. <laughs> I don't read ahead. I should have read ahead, but we're here now. Next time you interview someone from the show, one, 
When do they film confessionals? Two, do they film all confessionals at the same time? Sometimes outfits are changed. Three, timeline of confessionals versus reunion. So from what we do know, they film these confessionals after airing. Or sorry, after they have filmed the show. Not all the way at the end of the season, but I would say somewhere around mid-season to late, like the three quarters of the way through the season is when they start filming. Which actually gives some props to what I said. It's been a long week, but Wednesday show, when we were talking about confessionals and Bravo being able to twist certain things. It was Mm -hmm. about Southern Charm. Yeah. About what Austin was saying about watching Olivia and Rod together. He could have said that fucking whenever. Yeah. And they threw that in there. We do see a lot of outfit changes, and especially for Beverly Hills. I mean, we saw Dorit in three different outfits tonight. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that they just kind of use that whenever the hell they want. That's a good point. I think to answer your question without being all in, I am under the impression. I'm under the impression that they film them close to the end of the season while filming, not when it's airing. I think they record more when the season's done, and then maybe you get some cleanup ones right before the reunion. Yeah, and they have to do something during the season, too, so it's fresh in their minds. That's what I mean. Yeah. So that, that would be my guess, but yeah, we can yeah, ask. We can them. ask. We'll yeah. ask. But Good question. That's all we got. This is like a two-hour episode, so I get to whack this one down and then prep more food. Leave it long. I'll leave it. It's still going to be pretty long, but uh... cut. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Let's let's just wrap it up. Yep. See you later. Go birds. We'll see you next week. Go birds. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.